2: Pack-a-Day podcast. Welcome back Packers fans to the Pack-A-Day podcast. It is actual real football. It is week one. The 2022 NFL season is here. I am one of your hosts of the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone and I'm also over at Game on, Wisconsin doing the Quick Slants podcast every Monday. Along with me, back after a one-week hiatus, is Mark Eccle. And Mark, your Twitter handle is at MarkEccle08. And Mark, welcome back. How was your time on the West Coast, the other coast?
1: Oh, nice, very nice. I was um, spent some time with my daughter, who I hadn't seen in a while. We were talking about this. Probably the longest I'd ever gone, we had ever gone without. We, we, we talk all the time, but she moved out to Oceanside, California, just north of San Diego. I just hadn't, I hadn't gotten out there, and she was busy, She's busy, you know, she actually, you know, has a really good job now and stuff, so it was nice. I, you know, I got to spend four or five days with her, and uh, we, it was a good time.
2: Gotcha. Well, welcome you know, back. I,
1: like you said, I went from one coast to the other.
2: One coast to the other, and now you're you're back home and glad to be back in, in uh, Myrtle right Beach, football. and we'll get to that in a minute. So we had to kind of throw up the, the signal to, to everybody. We had to record a little bit earlier than usual, but we still did get some weather, this week okay. from all of our usual. So we'll start with Robin Erickson in Oslo, Norway. Uh, also want to send some some good vibes and good thoughts to Robin. He's um, got an ill family member that he is tending to right now. So hopefully everything turns out okay. But he said that the weather app says it's 66 degrees Fahrenheit. So you're noticing those temperatures dropping a little bit in, in uh, Europe. Getting a little less, a uh, little less heaty. And then our friend Felix over in the vineyard. Sent some pictures of his grape crop, I guess it would be, and temperatures between sixty-one and eighty-one in Offenburg, Southwest Germany. So a little bit, little variation there. Although Norway's further north, so I can understand it being a little bit cooler. So that was it for for Europe. That was our, our European contingent. We're already to you at the at the beach over Myrtle Beach. I'm sure they missed you uh, last week while you were gone. But how's things looking?
1: It's been war- uh, it warmed up again. It's been um, mid 80s. I think I think it might have hit like 88, 80, 89 today, actually. So yeah, it's, we're we're getting um what do they call that a uh, post Labor Day summer or I don't know whatever it is Oh late but it's, summer. No, it's it it's it's warm. They're calling for rain later. Here today, today being Thursday. I no, we're not taping on Thursday, but people are listening on Thursday. So we are supposed to get a little bit of rain Thursday. Okay. But other than that, it's been nice and warm.
2: A little bit of precip. Okay, well, in Green Bay, it is 84 degrees and sunny. Wow, okay. Warmed up a little bit from earlier in the week, and it's, it's in the mid-80s, and then there's some rain coming through over the weekend that'll drop it down. Actually, high of only 69 on game day, even though they're not playing in Green Bay. But on right. game day, a little bit of rain and uh so hovering right around the low 70s there. So that's the that's the weather forecast there and that'll be important in another week cuz they're going to be getting ready to host the Bears for the opening uh opener in Green Bay. Sunday night football week 2. So that'll be good. Yes, then sir. uh no surprise, I think I've told everybody, we don't cool off here in the Phoenix area until like mid-late October. So it's it's still warm. So Cloudy, 102 degrees. Don't know if it's going to rain. It hasn't rained in a while. We had a bunch of rain that came through for a long time uh, last month, but it's been mostly dry. So we're still hovering in the in the low 100s. And sometimes the cloud cover actually traps the heat in there and creates a little bit of like a, a blanket factor at times. It's kind of weird. Kind of a weird thing there. And then our friend Harry over to Kamloops to round it out. Been in the low 80s, but Thursday cooling off to 72, but sunny. Hmm. The whole week okay. so okay that's nice not too bad not too bad a little bit of rain somewhere you know everywhere but uh everybody's everybody seems to be doing well and that's our that's our weather so on the thursday edition because this is our first time doing this during the season we didn't last season you were right. with a different group so we're going to be doing the packers defense against the opposing offense. So that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna focus on. So earlier this week, the unofficial depth chart came out for the Packers. Not a whole lot of surprises on defense. No. Most of the conversation centered around the offense and the offensive line and who was and who was not listed on that or where they were listed on that depth chart. But as far as this this matchup here goes, Mark, I mean is I, I don't get too big into the X's and O's. I do know that the Vikings always play with their hair on fire against the Packers when it's in Minnesota. It doesn't matter how good each team is. They're always competitive games. The crowd is crazy. Weird things happen. You know, it's the it's the first game of the season. So you see a bunch of anomalies happen in week one. So it's, it's whatever we're going to talk about right now is just, it's almost more fun conversing because we haven't even seen three quarters yeah. of these players on the field yet.
1: No, we haven't. The Packers didn't play anybody. Oh. No one. Which I I I didn't like that. I still don't like it. But it is what it is now. Um, I don't personally. Be, and it's, it's not just the Packers. A lot of teams treat preseason as basically to see who's going to be who's going to take up the, the final five or so roster spots. But um, I don't like. Um, tell me if I'm wrong, but
2: or tell me if you don't agree. I don't like opening with a division opponent. Oh, I am the opposite. Oh, you like that? I like getting the I like getting the divisional road. I should say I don't mind if it's not the opener, but I like getting the road games out of the way early.
1: Oh no, I don't care about road. I just don't want to. I don't think the pack. I mean, uh, because the first week is so goofy, like you said, and mm-hmm. you know things happen the first week that you you look back ten weeks later and you're like. How the how did that team beat that team? Like that team, like the, like the team that won opening day is now three and seven, and the team that lost to that team is now eight and two. And yeah,
2: like, see the Packers versus the Saints last year. Yeah, right.
1: Or a lot of times, you know. But so I, I you know, I don't. I just don't like opening. I'd, I'd rather they would have opened against the Jets or whoever, you know, not right. non, Like the Eagles open with the Lions, and that's fine, you know. Right. It, it's even a conference game, but it's not a division game. But well, it is what you know again. Well, on the the one
2: hand, yeah, I mean, on the one hand, the competitiveness of it and and the the matchup. And like I said, the Vikings always have some extra juice for the Packers when they play in Minnesota. It doesn't matter which, you know, which direction each team is going. It's just, it's always been that way. And when they were both good, uh, you know, some Vikings fans will say, well, they are both good this year. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Packers fans, I guess we don't know either. But when they were both good, it was really fun to watch. So, but this...
1: I mean, this is... Let's be honest. I mean... We both feel the Packers are going to win the North,
2: right? And I think we both feel you
1: know, that's not and that's not enough. I mean, that's not what the Packers are about. Winning the North, the Packers are about winning, trying to win, get back and win a Super Bowl. Winning the North is step one, but I think the only challenge they have is the Vikings. I mean, the the Bears are dreadful. Mm-hmm. The Lions are better. The Lions are better. They're, they're they're not as they're they're going to win more than what they went, two games last year, whatever it was.
2: Yeah, they'll they'll be better.
1: they're going to be better, but they're not. It's, it's they're not they're not a factor. They're they're still not a. They're not relevant. I mean, I I think they'll be a little more competitive than they were last year, and 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 put a few more wins in the win column. But they're not going to win the North. So it's really it's a two team race. Mm -hmm. And this and you know the Vikings Vikings, as we as we get into the offense. I mean, there is there's some talent here. I mean, Justin Jefferson's a stud. There's no doubt about that. He's he's one of the top. Oh, he's probably the best wide receiver in in the North now, right? Yep, without a doubt. Yeah, not even close.
2: Yep nope, that that we that we know of. I mean, and I don't want to I mean, go overboard. He's but I, he know. is the best receiver. I mean, the Bears don't have anybody that's in the conversation. The yeah. Packers have two young guys that we don't know much about yet. The closest one that I can think of that we could even talk about is also very young, and we don't know what he's going to be in year two. And that's Iman Ross St. Brown. Right. And he, he was said, yeah. And we don't know much, we don't know enough about him. So yeah, Justin Jefferson is like he's that dude in the NFC right. North for sure. That's going to be. Thielen
1: might be the second best. Probably yeah,
2: is. Thielen's still good. Yeah, Thielen, Thielen's still good. K.J. Osborne's their third there. And then Irv Smith Jr. is the tight end. And he's listed as questionable, but everything that they've talked about so far has has been that they they expect him to play. So it looks like the Vikings should have everybody we expect them to have. Dalvin Cook, obviously, running back. He's had some right. really good games against the Packers. Kirk Cousins, he's never lit the Packers up, but he's good enough that if, if he isn't bad, they've got a chance. And he's... I, I don't. I don't know. I guess he's never had these these great games against Green Bay. I mean, the, even the game in Minnesota last year that the Vikings sh- they they probably should have won. The Packers still could have stolen it if Darnell Should've. Savage just holds onto the ball one one out of yep. two times. It's so, right or if they that. don't commit a you know if they don't commit a penalty or the refs don't call a dumb penalty uh, and negate one of those picks, then maybe things are a little bit different. But I guess if we want to start up front with the offensive line.
1: To me, oh yeah, let let well, I was going to say let we we talked about Thielen and Jefferson and Osborne being a strength of the Vikings, right? That they're three wide receivers, but yep. I think they're playing right into the Packers strength with Alexander Stokes and Douglas. Yes. and yep. that's going to be and, that, and they're going to be fun matchups.
2: Yeah, I mean that's Justin fun. Jefferson's going to give them fits. He's going to catch the ball. I mean, you got to hope that Amos and Savage are ready at safety. To help out, and and now you've got some more speed in the middle there. Devondre Campbell's still in the middle, so it's it's not this barren wasteland that it was before. I don't know how much of Quay Walker we'll see. I don't know how much base we're going to see this this week. I'll be interested to see what they roll out there in terms of their if they, if the, we see more nickel, if we see some dime from the Packers. I mean, that's that's where things start to get a little bit shaky. Is at that corner corner and safety depth because it really drops off. Whereas last well, year, I think, see, last I don't year think it's going to be that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I don't no, I don't I don't either. But last year, but I mean, they've upgraded it because now if you've got Rasul Douglas in the in the spot that Shannon Sullivan, speaking of Shannon right. Sullivan, he will be on the other side of the field when the Packers' offense is on the field. Uh, that's a that's a nice upgrade at at corner there. The secondary is oh, yes. in much better shape.
1: Yeah, and I don't I I think, and I've been saying this since the off season, that you're not going to see a lot of third, three safety looks anymore. You're 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 going to see well. I'm, against the Vikings especially if, if if they come out with the three wide which they probably will you'll see the three corners we just mentioned with the two say and you they may go they could take Walker off the field and go three three five you might see a lot of two four fives you may see the two down linemen again with Clark say Clark and and Reed or Clark and Lowry the danger there is Dalvin Cook you don't want to be too light up front because then, then he could kill you but on on past, you know, I think I think you'll see because of because of Walker and Campbell, who are two pretty good cover linebackers. I mean, either one of them can can cover a tight end if need be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think the Packers aren't going to have to sub as deep as they as they had before. Um, I don't think I don't think they'll play a lot of dime. I, I think they'll be and I think Savage at times could line up if a team went right. for wide receivers. I right. think you could put Savage on as a as like a, a slot guy mm-hmm. and just leave Amos deep. I mean. they're... I mean, the the goal is always to have your best players on the field. And the guys we're talking about, Lowry, Clark, and, and uh, Reed up front, and Walker, and, and Campbell, and Smith, and Gary, and then Douglas, Stokes, Alexander, they're the best players. So I don't think you, you're going to reach down and and pull up a, it used to be Henry Black, now I guess it would be, I don't know, would it be Levitt or Ford, uh, mm-hmm. two newcomers? I, I think they're here for special teams, and only if a guy were to get hurt they would go in i i think if if they went if, if they did go to a sixth defensive back i'm thinking it, it could be john charles
2: Shimon, yeah shimartine charles yeah he had um, an okay pre he had an okay preseason but you know he's really, playing against he had guys a very good preseason actually i mean he
1: he's one of the guys i thought that really took that first to second year jump that that you always hear about him mean, he was overmatched last year he was not ready
2: for, no he was he no, no he was not at all not and even... coming
1: from apple you know coming from app state a good a good solid small
2: school program he must have been very disappointed this past oh. weekend Tough game for that. Yeah, for very that. tough. Very tough ending. But like and and that's the other thing too, Mark, and not to harp on it, but it is kind of a fun thing to talk about. It's smaller school, right? So it took him takes him a while to adjust to the NFL. Sure. It ain't uh, Georgia.
1: Right. And even I mean, hey, listen, even the Alabama and Georgia guys sometimes take
2: take time. You well, know? look but, at Devontae Wyatt. I mean it's a perfect example right there. Like he's I don't think we're gonna see much of him on defense until a few weeks in. Like they're gonna have to see him like perform at practice. I mean, now it's for real and you've got i mean why bother and they don't have to force him either i mean you've got very capable players up front in Clark, Reed, Lowry and even Slayton i think i, I think TJ i think TJ Slayton is going to give him a couple of good snaps i mean they've got a good rotation up front but as we're sitting here talking and you're you're you know making your points here i'm realizing once again how important it's going to be you said you want your best players on the field well they're going to need to stay healthy yeah. because the depth starts to get – and it, it gets shaky. at it. I mean, there's a reason that they're, they're not starters. But that pass rush, for example, you know, behind Rashad Gary and Preston Smith, it's Jonathan Garvin and, and J.J. Enigbari and Teepa Nalaya. Like, they're, you, you literally don't – you lose any push that you have up front when
1: – Yeah, I'm still surprised. Um, and, it's, you know, if we got to – it's only week one. There'll be – moves could still be, be made down the road. But I'm still – and – I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't be shocked if between now and whenever the Packers don't add a veteran. I've been saying it forever. I'm, maybe I'm going to be wrong, but I still think they may add a another veteran edge uh, pass rusher. I just think they have to.
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah, unless, they do. unless,
1: unless, unless, unless they think, you know, the rookie's ready to contribute. I mean, he had, again, he had a nice preseason. Preseason's a little different than the regular season. Uh, and if they think Garvin... This is his third year. This is it's time for him to show something now. I mean, he is young, still very young. He was very young when he when he came out of Miami. But if there's a if there's a a Whitney Merciless type guy, that, and that's who they brought in last year, and he and he played pretty well till he till he got hurt. If there's a guy like that floating around, or a guy that like that that they can get via trade, I think they I think they have to do it, and I think they 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 will do it.
2: Yeah, and it's in a season where. As I've said, I've said it many times before when you have this all of, in front of you is what the Packers do. You have to be open to making that move because you don't want that to be the one thing that keeps you from being successful and winning right. games. And and I said we did a mega show at Game On Wisconsin uh, that aired uh, that we did on Sunday or on Monday. Sorry, on Labor Day. That was a lot of fun. And we talked about our season predictions and um, I don't know if we want to save it for the for the end of the show or not, or, or I can tell you what where, where I thought the Packers would would fit. Just spoiler alert: they're not going to win 13 games this year, but I do think that could also lend itself to them being a little bit more sharp, chiseled, ready, focused for the postseason. Which I'm assuming that they're going because I will. I do think they're winning the North. You said that earlier t- uh, in the show. I agree. The Packers will win the North. I don't think they'll win 13 games, but I still think they'll they'll win the division. But you've got to make moves like that and make sure that you don't put yourself in a, in a tough spot. And then I know that we're not the special teams, but we're talking about defense and special teams is almost like an extension of the defense. In my opinion, in, in terms of, and I guess maybe not in the the return game, but that's another area that I'm, I'm concerned about is how good are these, how good are these coverage units going to be? You know, are they are they going to be? Are they going to get it together? Because these starters, not only did they not play on offense or defense, they didn't get in there and play on special teams in the preseason. So, how how ready to stay in their lane and and execute Rich Bisaccia's defense plan are they going to be? That's that's a big part of it too. Where the, the defense could be good, and we expect them to be good, but if if they give up short fields and they're allowing Minnesota to, to start on the other side of the field and Dalvin Cook gets going for some reason they can't stop the run. You make it really easy if you don't if you don't make Kirk Cousins have to beat you. And that means making him throw the football. Then that's that's going to be a tough tough ask for well, yeah. for I mean, the defense.
1: What one, one thing about, you know, the Vikings getting back to Packers defense versus the Vikings offense, we we talked about them, which I think is going to be very entertaining. I think well is Alexander going to shadow Jefferson?
2: That's another that's another really good question. I mean, I, if you I want, you like, want. if you say you want your best players on the field, I would say you have to for for Justin Jefferson. I think you break the game plan and you do that.
1: See, I like that. I again, I'm I, I I know I do this all the time, and Packer fans probably say, "Stop talking about the Eagles. We don't care about the Eagles." But I I learned. I mean, I covered them for thirty years, and I got to know. There, you know, a lot of the things I learned about football came from Buddy Ryan and and Jim Johnson and Jeff Fisher and all the defensive court time all the defensive coordinators that I that I worked with, they matched up. They they you know when the Eagles had uh Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor and Al Harris as their corners, three very good good corners, they would match up. Troy would play the fast guy, Bobby would play the the bigger guy. You know, and Al would be in the you know the third guy. So you know when they went three deep um or three wide. And I think I think and you know, I I'm I'm
0: a I'm a big
1: believer in that why not why don't let your like i don't want roswell douglas you know i love him right you know i
2: been not matching up one-on-one on one against jefferson Packers, though picked the no. most
1: practice squad of arizona right but he's not the fastest guy in the league right i mean that's been his that's been his problem is you know he, he's not as fast as stokes and alexander so you don't want him on a on a speedy guy you want him on the big strong guy
2: right if i'm not mistaken last year and i'm picking on that one. Deep touchdown in Minnesota that Jefferson caught. I think that was on Kevin King, and Roswell Douglas is is at his best playing what's in front of him, not tracking the not not taking receivers right. deep, and it, that could be end up being in the same situation. So no, you want See, you I want,
1: want I just want Alex I want Alexander on Jefferson.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it wherever
1: Jefferson is, Alexander lines up. And if you want to give him safety help, that's up to you. But I want Alexander on on Jefferson. Put you know I don't and then you, I don't care about. I mean Thielen's good too, but either one, Douglas or Stokes, can handle Thielen, I think, and take it from there. Right. And then the big, I think, the big advantage the Packers have in this game, and we talked about the they don't have great depth at the pass rush, but the two starters are pretty darn good, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, and I like both of them going against the Vikings' tackles. Now the Vikings is interesting; their offensive line is not from a lack of of resources. They they're starting five offensive linemen three second round picks and two first round picks. Mm -hmm. So they've tried, they've tried to, to fix their offensive line. They, they, they've spent, you know, five very high draft picks on their guys. They're just not that good. I mean, uh, Christian Darishaw at left tackle, first round pick in in 21 did not have a great rookie year. Now we don't think he could get better, obviously, but I think, you know, I I like, I like Rashawn Gary going against him.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think Cleveland, did Cleveland do okay? I thought he did okay last year. Ezra Cleveland, yeah,
1: he's okay. He's okay. He started. He's their left guard.
2: And if you ask um, Vikings fans like Garrett Bradbury, he's he's you, you know, he's I not, don't I don't see he still I mean, has
1: the name because he was at first a center that went in the first round, which you don't see very often, and he did, and he's he's been okay. Like they're all okay,
2: okay. But you know, um, you they have yeah, a that's rookie that, at
1: right guard. Well, that's Ed, a good that's Ed, that's Ed Ingram.
2: That could be good for uh, Kenny Clark. Then
1: yes, I expect big game. My, my player of the game this week is, and I, you know, he, 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 we've said it before. I mean, I, I talk, talk about Kenny Clark all the time. He's my favorite player on the team. I expect, I, I think Kenny Clark will be the defensive star of the game this week.
2: If he's the defensive star of the game, is there any way the Packers don't win this game then? Because if he is, that means things went, are going to go extremely well.
1: Well, no, I, I yeah, I think the Packers win the game, but the only way it wouldn't would be if they lost 13-10 or something. You know, if the offense can't get out of its own
2: way mm-hmm. because they didn't play at all.
0: Mm-hmm. I just you think,
2: know. yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, we, you know, but I think if, if if you tell me, it's one of those things where if you're going to, if you tell me right now that Kenny Clark is going to be the best player for the Packers on defense, that means to me that Dalvin Cook probably didn't torch this, this right. defense for hundreds of yards. I mean, he's had some really, really big games against the Packers.
1: Oh, well, he's a good player. Dalvin's and good if, player. and if
2: that's the case, yeah, I mean, I think he's at this point right now, I don't, I don't know if we still think Derek Henry's the best running back in the league. Dalvin Cook might be it so you know he's he's some
1: people in wisconsin might argue with you
2: (laughs) he's gotten a lot of hype and he was top 10 in the in the top 100 if you're for whatever that's worth to you it's not worth anything to me because the players vote for it and they vote for their friends (laughs) but but yeah i for a second there i thought you were talking about the packers and then i realized jonathan taylor yeah no he's he's fantastic i mean he's he's essentially at this point right now what all of the the love that zeke elliott got when he first came out i think jonathan taylor is getting that now and he's very good he's a very good runner but the cook hey. is Cook is gonna Cook is gonna give the the Packers some a challenge. I mean he his big thing now. What I'm interested to see is Cook used to get to the edge, and it was just that deficiency and speed the Packers had while they uh, for those couple first years that he was in the league. Whereas now I think sideline to sideline the Packers are a lot faster, and so yes. I I expect I expect them to be better at cutting off that edge and and taking away that uh, turn the corner.
1: Well, yeah, and again it goes. That's where I think the Packers front. Whether it's Clark, Lowry, and Reed, with Slayton coming in sometimes, and then you know the, the inside linebackers uh, Campbell and, and and Quay Walker are going to have a big play in this game. I mean, they're that's who's going to stop Cook. I mean, that, that's what you want. I mean, you know, yeah, Cook's a great back. Barry Sanders was a great back, and when he when he when he played the Packers in the playoff game, and Reggie White's Packers went he had minus yards. I'm not saying Cooks. I'm not saying they're going to hold Cook to Man. minus yards,
2: but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care was, how
1: good a running back is, if the defensive line is dominating the offensive line, you know, you end up with Barry Sanders going for minus
2: yards, right? Yeah, so. that was that was a great performance. That was a playoff game. Yes, it was. Which is, what well, that was a great, that was an awesome performance. And if I remember correctly, that was like back in 94, like Terrell Buckley was on the team. And that was before the Packers turned the corner. I think that it was a right, year it, before. It
1: was, first, yeah, it was early homeroom. And they just starting. They just started to to get good.
2: Yeah, that was in, I think that was the '94 season, and then the next year was '95 when uh, Freeman came in, and that was the, that was when you're like, okay, this team's right on the doorstep. And yeah, then they, they and...
1: won that game in '90. They won. They won sixteen to twelve. Yeah, and um, that was Reggie and and Steve McMichael was on that team. Jeez, Sean, Sean Jones and Reggie were the ends, and they had yeah you know, Steve McMichael and uh, John Jerkovic. Yeah, and then the linebacker Bryce Pop was still there. George Coons was in the middle. Yeah, and Buckley was one of the corners. You're right. Doug Evans and then of course Hall, Hall, and Leroy Butler.
2: Leroy George Butler, Dean, new recent, I
1: believe had a, had a big play in that game. Yeah, but yeah. That's the year. That was the second year they made they made the playoffs first for the first time in '93 and, and beat the Lions on a four of touchdown pass late. And then oh, we the all next know that the Lions one again to, the following year to Sterling and beat them again.
2: Yeah, yeah. This no, time, that, that
1: was... game was in Green Bay. The first year they beat them in, in Detroit, I believe. Yeah. Yes, 90, the 94 game was, was in Green Bay.
2: A lot of fun times. So just
1: going back a little, little history lesson for you there. Yeah, geez, that was so also the last so time that the
2: Lions were regularly making the playoffs either. Yeah. They I gave... actually
1: covered the last Lion playoff win in 1990. They beat the Cowboys in 90.
2: Oh, that. yeah, that that is. is. It's been. That's how long it's been, a really long time. Yeah,
1: and I actually covered the game. They beat, the uh, Eric Kramer had a big game. <laughs> that was Dallas's first year making the playoffs, with their great team, mate. Troy and Emmett and all those guys. Yeah, that was their first year in the playoffs.
2: Yep. thank you, uh-huh. thank you, Vikings. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Vikings um, for that one. Well, and they have, you know, we I didn't mention. I think it's to be more of a of a factor on special teams, but Vikings just picked up Jalen Rager. Yeah, and he'll do some. He'll do some probably more kick return, punt return for them. I think he's listed I, as he? he's listed as the he's listed as the punt returner.
1: I mean that's a guy that I, I'm going to say I was wrong. I mean, Eagles took him. So they, they made the big mistake, but I, I, I didn't, I thought he was going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. I really did. I, I not great. I didn't, I mean, I'm, I'm not, he was in that class, with with Justin Jefferson, that, and that's the big thing. The Eagles took him over Jefferson and there's video. There's video of uh, Mike Zimmer and the Vikings front office laughing. Mm-hmm. When they, when the, when the, when the commissioner says the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen or TCU, the Vikings are like Cause they had the next pick and they're, they're laughing that they got Jefferson.
2: Right. Well, now they got both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Rager was. But there was
1: talk. I'm glad you brought brought Rager up. There was, you know, there was talk that the Packers and Eagles talked about Rager. Right. Well, what the heck did the, the Vikings got him for nothing? So what, what was the, what were the Packers offering less well, than nothing?
2: Did they want him? Is the question. Maybe they didn't. I, that's
1: what I'm saying. If they wanted him, they would have gotten him. Right. I mean, it, it didn't cost them. the Vikings gave up next uh, seventh this year, next year, like a, a conditional, whatever. that... I mean, it's not like the Vikings gave up a lot, and oh you know, well, we weren't going to give them that much. I wonder what—I don't know. I mean, no, he, he's an outside guy. That's why the Eagles took him. They didn't want a slot guy; they wanted an outside guy. That's so why they took Rieger. He hasn't been—he I mean, hasn't been anything.
2: They must but, really like that. I mean, they must really be confident and, and like Lazard and Sammy Watkins. Then
1: no, I mean, I don't understand what why the what. The only thing I could think of because the the report was that the Packers and Eagles talked on draft. During the draft about the Packers acquiring Rieger. and the only thing I could think of is if they didn't get, say Watson had gone bottom at the first and they didn't get him, or if Dobbs wasn't there, and if the, you know, but maybe maybe once they got Watson and Dobbs, they said, Nah, we're okay. We don't need Rieger. Right. That's my only guess. That and they, they talked prior to the draft, you know, prior to the start of the draft, and the Packers said, "Hey, listen, if things don't break our way, and we're, yeah, give us a call, and we and and we'll give you." A third day pick for him. But well, they're they both. Got...
2: I mean, if Watson and Dobbs both turn out to be what we hope they can be, then they're fine. I mean, I don't. I don't think they they would have necessarily needed to make that move. But they, the, no, you not, know, the Eagles means. weren't asking for much, so I don't know.
1: That's what I'm saying. When when they said other teams were other teams, including the Packers, talked to the Eagles. I'm like, well, what could they have offered? Because the Vikings got them for like like I said, for next to nothing. How much less could
2: the Packers have offered them? Yeah.
1: I don't know unless unless the Packers didn't want to give up any picks maybe they they were trying to trade him Cole Van Lanning for him or something I don't know.
2: Right. Well they already they already did that flip a, a i and I'm a, saying? they got traffic. Yeah, they you know, got they a traffic. And and trade a
1: player for a player maybe.
2: Ty Summers didn't even make the Jaguars' final roster.
1: No, no he claimed him claimed him one week and cut him the next week. They cut him the next week. Didn't make it. Kind of a so. shame. He's he's a nice he's he's a good guy. He's just not a, you know,
2: Packers are turning a corner this year. I mean, and, and Rich Pasaccio probably got in there and said, "Hey, we can't we can't keep running with some of these guys. Like, they're they're not going to get it done on, on this kind of special teams that I want to play because they uh, they've you know they moved on from uh, quite a few of those fringe roster players and and replaced them with different guys. They brought in Rudy Ford. Like, they're really. I hope that that that, that turns out to be helpful." for the special teams and they're going to, it's going to be important in this first one. Anytime you're playing against a divisional team inside on turf, I mean, most of the surfaces are turf anymore and every, the players are all fast now, but this is going to be a big test right out of the gate for special teams and their ability. Oh Yeah. To-
1: every, every week's going to be a test for special teams. Um, I'll, I'll say this cause I, I was, I, I, I texted you this a week ago when I was away, but I love the pickup of uh, Rudy Ford.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I think
1: he's one of the best special teams players in the league. I really do. I mean, if you had to list the list of top ten special teams players in the league, he's 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 on that list. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, he's really really good. That was a, that. That's a, when when I saw the Jacksonville uh, cut him, I was like, oh god, I hope the Packers pick him up. I mean, he really he's the kind of guy that. Remember when when we I don't know one of the weeks that we talked about special teams. I had said to you that you need that guy. The Eagles had Ike Reese and he became that guy. And then special teams got better. Just like I said, you know, on offense, you need a guy, you need Aaron Rodgers, right? And on, on defense, you need, whether it's Kenny Clark or Rashawn Gary or whoever that you need, well, special teams does too. They, you need, you need, if, if you're going to be a good special teams or, you know, an average special teams, even you need, somebody has got to be that guy, the, 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 a star. And they have one now, I think in, 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 forward
2: his tape looks great he looks really I mean he's very very sound he's Uh, fast like he's you know he's if he can do what what he has done and we've seen it before then just you know it would it would just be nice if the other guys had to go 70. Well here's what I
1: I I told a friend of mine this
2: last whenever it was we were talking about
1: I said I would sign up for this every every opposing kickoff when the other team kicks off to the Packers let it go in the end zone and I'll start at the 25 every time. Let every punt go in the end zone. And I'll start at the 20. And I want the same thing. I want every one of my kickoffs to go in the end zone, and every one of my punts to go in the end zone. I'll sign up for that right now.
2: Would yeah. you? Of course, because it takes away any of the risk. <laughs> right, exactly. That's and my I thing. Think, is I'll I, I mean, I'll be, I, happy,
1: I'll be happy with a push.
2: Yeah, I, I, it, takes, it takes away the risk. I mean, unless all of a sudden Pat O'Donnell is like this coffin corner expert, which he's not.
1: Well, that would be nice. I mean, and don't get me wrong, but I but I'm, I can't have everything. So
2: Haven't seen enough of him to know if he's that good or that accurate. And and then the other question is, is how does he do when the weather turns? We don't know. Well, oh, he's of... kicked in Chicago. Yeah, he has. He has. By the way, um, the Those weather won't the matter. Weather. Did you see the news, Mark? The weather won't matter as much in Chicago uh, when they build this dome stadium that they're going to build in, in uh, the suburbs. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> so the Packers are going to be the only open-air stadium in the entire division. The Vikings, Lions, and Bears will all have – a dome or a retractable uh, cover, and uh, that's why they don't, and they'll keep winning the division. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because
1: when those dome teams come outside, though, they won't know they know what to do.
2: That's right. Except for yeah, except for a couple that came through here and and ruined a couple things, but Not domes. yeah, I mean, is they well dome teams, the Atlanta Falcons in two oh, thousand. Well, that that, was, that quit, was twenty man. years ago, but still. Yeah, I thought you meant recently. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, definitely not recently. I mean, what what else? I mean, it's it, again. I think this will be this will this will gain some juice as soon as we have some offensive performance or defensive performance to talk about as far as what the players are doing and who's getting hot and who's doing well and who's not doing well, doing well. This week one is just kind of this is the the lineup versus that lineup, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, I guess it depends on if Minnesota is able to run their game plan. Now, the other thing too is new head coach, right? New offense. Yeah. So we, we didn't really talk about that. I don't know if you have any opinions or any thoughts on that new head coaches starting out, you know, they're, they don't, I don't know what their, what their records are. Matt LaFleur won his first game, but it was a really low scoring game and the offense wasn't anything super special that night. So I don't know if there's any, any impact. Generally,
1: I, my opinion is it generally takes time. um, Especially if you're a totally new coach, if you're, you know, um, which, which the Vikings have, I mean, coming in with a whole new system, a, a, a new defensive court. You know, it's, it's a whole new defense, a whole new team, new schemes. So, yeah, I mean, more, again, I, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's been teams with new coaches that have jumped out quickly, but for the most part, it usually takes a little bit of time for the players to get acclimated to the new looks they have now. Now, again, like Tampa Bay, they have a new coach, but it's not the same. He was their defense coordinator Brady's basically the offensive coordinator, so uh, it doesn't matter there. And actually, he did keep – they they kept left, which has the offensive coordinator. So, like, Tampa with a new head coach isn't quite the same as the Vikings with a new head coach or, or, you know, um, Denver, you know, Nathaniel Hackett going there, um, putting in a whole new system for the Broncos. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's – it takes – generally,
2: it takes a little bit of time.
1: And the Packers, you know, I think three of the first four games are against rookie head coaches if I'm not mistaken, right?
2: Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, you got... Vikings, uh, you Vikings
1: Bears, and Tampa. first three. Three and four to first five, that's what it is. They played the Vikings with their new coach, Bears. Tampa, like I said, not it's new, but it's not... It's Bowles not has been a head coach
2: like. before. What's that? Bowles has been a head coach before, right?
1: Yeah, he was with the Jets for a little yeah. bit. Uh, then they got New England. That guy's been there a c- couple of years. Yeah, just a
2: few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then but then the, but then they get
1: the Giants in London with with, with Dable, who's brand new,
2: and the Giants so are three brand be, new, three you know, guys
1: they... who never co- who've never been head coaches. Three of the five, three of their first five games are against brand new head coaches, and then the other one, and then the fourth is against Todd Bowles, who he was a head coach before, but this is his first year as head coach at Tampa.
2: Yep. Yep. Now don't forget, Kevin O'Connell was in the league as a player as recently as 2012. He was with the Chargers. He didn't start, obviously. It was behind Phillip Rivers. Right. But he's, you know, he was with the offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl champion Rams. So he comes in with a little bit of confidence and, and good things going on. I mean, the, the Vikings roster is not the Rams roster. They super, certainly don't have Cooper Cup. Right. And and any iteration of Odell Beckham Jr. on that roster, but I still think it's going to be a, a pretty good matchup. So I think we already talked about how we think the game is going to fare. So I guess we should we should go there. I mean, how do you how do you see this one shaking out? And since it's the beginning of the season, what is your overall outlook as far as the Packers and what they're gonna what they're gonna do this season? Oh, I, oh, okay. yeah. This game, I don't know. I
1: first weeks are so hard to predict because, like you said, I don't. Uh, who would have thought what happened last year when they they, they were just awful against the Saints? I hope they, I thought they learned from that and I think they did. I just you know they didn't play anybody in preseason, but maybe they had, they have a different approach. Um, I think they win this game. I do. I don't. I but again, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked and I wouldn't be crazy upset if they didn't because it is the first week. I see them winning the division. You said they 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 won't get thirteen. You're probably right, but I think they'll get at least 12. Okay. I think they'll win 12. I think that's what I picked 12 and 5 um, and win a division. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to pick. I did not pick them to go, to go to the Super Bowl because I've picked them the last two years and they didn't. So uh, I'm like, all right, maybe if I don't pick them, they will. <laughs> so I didn't pick them to go to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, we're in the same bucket there. As far as this week's game goes, I think if they're going to win it, just, it's a road game, week one, all the weird stuff too, like you, like you said, I agree. If they're going to win, if the Packers are going to win this game this week, I think it's going to have to be kind of like walk-off style at the end, like, I, I just, Minnesota's at home. Even though the Packers have a quarterback advantage, which is usually where I lean in that, that situation, I just... You know it's the first week, so I'm, I'm I'm not as as confident. Although if if they steal a win going into week two, I feel very good about the week two game. I can tell you right now, I can already I already tell you how week two is going to end. I don't care how week <laughs> one goes, you know. Regardless of what happens, week two the Packers are, are gonna they're gonna the the home crowd at Lambeau for the opener is going to leave happy uh, for that particular game. But as far as this this season, I've I said eleven and six okay, for okay. their for the final record. I said eleven and six win the division. I don't and I'm same thing I don't I don't have the Packers going to the Super Bowl I don't know who they're going to face and what the matchup is going to be but I think they'll win their home playoff game for being a division winner they'll get that win and then they'll, they'll have to go on the road at that point and I, I don't I don't know who they're going to face but I don't think they'll I don't think they'll get there whether it's the divisional round or the conference championship game again I'll believe it when I see it Yep. And I, I just, there's too many questions. I just, as far as the the special teams, can they be good enough to to make this team to, to not be a liability? Because if that happens, then, you know, maybe they do get one or two more and they do end up with the 12 or 13 if they possibly can. But but the way they blew some games last year, it's just, you know, and you, you just, at some point, the, the, I don't want to say regression to the mean because Matt LaFleur is averaging 13 wins over three seasons. It's definitely warranted. But at some point, they're going to, that's, that's very successful. I mean, those are very good teams. That's a very good record, 13 and four. Uh, And if you consider that your starter, your starting quarterback missed one of those games, it very easily could have been 14 and three. And they didn't care about the last one. And didn't care. Yeah, that's true. And didn't care about the last one. Then maybe, you know, maybe, but at some point you'd think things are going to, going to kind of calm down a little bit. But like I said, that might all almost work in their favor. If they had, they're a little bit more focused and sharp and they don't have this, Weird lack of confidence, like Tunyon talked about on the barstool interview a couple of weeks ago, going into the mm-hmm. end of the season, and they are fighting for their lives. I mean, it worked well the last time they won a championship. It was do or die on the road. You know, you were there for one of them in the in, uh, yeah. in Philly, and uh, sure. and that was that was a. That was a great game, and Mark, I gotta, I'm going to ask you to before we do, like you know what's coming up on Packer Report and, and sign off here. I have to ask you about one specific play, and I know that obviously you watch games differently when you're covering them. Okay. That open field tackle of Deshaun Jackson by Des Bishop. Oh my God! Yes, no,
1: that was. I'm glad you brought that up. Nobody, that's a play that gets overlooked.
2: Oh, I didn't forget about it.
1: You know, I'm you you yeah. When when Jackson caught it, i <laughs> um, you know I'm I'm in the, It looked. I mean. And he's broken, he's broken that tackle before, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that could have been that it's, 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 you know, the Packers, there, there was enough time at that point that Rodgers would have had had another chance as well, but that could have been, that could have been disastrous. I mean, I, that could have been that, that was, (laughs) everyone talks about the interception in the end zone, which was great, obviously the end of game, but yeah, that shoestring tackle, um, yeah, it was it was uh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, they, I, I just Deshaun it's, it's
2: Deshaun that. Jackson and the Packers have gotten snake bitten by really good running backs and receivers like that before. I and it, and the fact that Des Bishop had to step in and take over for Nick Barnett, who was the starter earlier mm-hmm. that year, and he turned out to be such a big part of that team. And I had been pounding the drum for him to play more for the last at least season, if not two. And he finally got on the seat because I think he started playing well. It, at the end of 2009, he still wasn't a starter in 10, but he had to step in. And when he did, they started making some really, really, really nice plays. Just a heady player, always in the right spot. wasn't the fastest guy on earth. I mean, no one's the as fast as Deshaun Jackson.
1: Not then. I mean, but he was. He was, oof. That, yeah, was, he a was a big, that was a is, big. That was a big, big, big. Is blurb. he in the league? Packers yeah, he's a free. Sign him like yeah, this week, and then cut him like in week five or something.
2: <laughs> well, he's a free agent. He's 35 now. He's a free agent. Yeah, and he's all. I mean. He can still run though, I think. Yeah.
1: I mean, not as fast as he was, but he's still faster than most.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. So He could probably help. Right. He could probably help somebody, somebody out at some point he there, but so like, maybe he doesn't
1: want to play anymore. Maybe he just, you know, he just, like you said, he's 35. He played a long time. Maybe he could, I'm just curious. I didn't, I don't think anybody signed. him.
2: No, he's, he's out there. He's free agent. Hasn't signed with anybody yet. So, with Week One coming up here, what uh, are, the, are you? What are you? What are you? What is your weekly assignment going to be over at Packer Report? What's up now? What's up coming? And what are you? What can we look forward to this season? What, what are you doing? Well, what's
1: up right now is my predi- my NFL predictions, uh, division by division, and then MVP, Rookie of the Years, all that kind of stuff. Uh, coming later today uh, will be some Packer Opening Day memories some of the best uh, opening day performances by, by Packer teams and players through the years. Uh, And then as, when the season gets underway, um, I'll have my, after the game, I'll have my instant analysis. Um, I'll I'll get that up as soon as I can when the game as when the game's over. Um, So that'll be up Sunday night.
2: Okay. Very good. And quick slants podcast will be up on Monday after the game. It'll be a nice recap. I've got Eric, thompson of the daily norseman coming on the show regardless of what the obviously the outcome is going to be he covers the vikings so we'll have a nice conversation and break down how everything turned out and you and i will be back again for the packers defense against the bears offense i have a feeling it's going to be a fun conversation next week (laughs) i hope so absolutely well it's been another good one thanks everybody for riding along with us i hope everyone enjoys The first week of the season. It's been a long enough offseason. It's time for some Packers football. So enjoy the game that is. We'll be back again next Thursday. Everyone take care of yourself. And as always, Go Pack Go!